This episode is brought to you by Super Weed Mart. Hello, we're Dan and Dave Weedenspiel. We don't just like weed, we love weed. At Super Weed Mart, everything is made from weed. Think like Walmart. They have everything Weed Mart, we have everything, and it's all made of weed. Everything is made from weed? Yes. Weed jeans, weed sweaters, and how about a nice weed suit? But is it comfortable? Probably. Do you have patio furniture? Durable, high impact, and totally smokable. Small appliances? We have blenders, toasters, and marijuana waves. Have you ever cooked a burrito in a marijuana wave? Listen, if you can think of the product, we'd have it. Now, are you guys talking about hemp? No, just weed. You can't smoke hemp. That's right. If you're looking for that hippie hemp, keep on walking in those Birkenstocks. But if you're looking for high-quality merchandise made entirely out of weed, then we'd like to see you. Come on down to the Super Weed Mart on West Main Street off of US 131 exit 38A, where the old Blockbuster used to be. Super Weed Mart, a Paco brand. Hello and thank you for popping another street cola. Just doesn't. Ah. On this episode, Dolomite is my name and old ladies fucking shit up is my game. That is a pretty good intro, I think. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of old ladies doing crazy things on this episode. I'm Isaiah Cooper. And thank you, of course, for showing up on this beautiful Monday morning. Or maybe you listen to the show on Tuesday morning, but we crack road sodas every single Monday. If there's one thing you can guarantee uh, in your life, it's the sun rising and on Mondays there being a road soda. That That's what you can guarantee in your life. And we love to be here for you. And if you'd like to call into the show and say hello and say hi and, and uh, you know, do that kind of thing, you can leave a message. You call the number, you leave a message, and the number is 706-200-1213. And we love to hear from you guys. We actually got a call into the show, uh, and I'm, I'm going to play it right now for you. So let's see. We have a, another call. Any moment. Hey, this is Grant. Uh, hey. Justin had a, uh, a comment about pronunciation last week. I think he pronounces it Israel Cat, but I pronounce it Emmanuel Kant. Um, but, you know, Nelly Furtado, Nelly Furtado. Ha ha! Good this week's episode. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, you. Thank you very much, Grant. See you guys. You call in, you get your little, you get your comments in there. Um, Justin's really, I'm going to, I got to forward that directly to Justin. He's really going to like that. And then also, double also, Grant had called in the week before and it completely slipped under the radar. I did not even see it there. I would be honest. If I saw it and didn't play, I'd be like, I forgot to say it. I forgot to play it. You know, that's what happens. But I didn't, and it got lost in the mess of the psychic people uh, calling in. And so let's, um, or maybe I'm looking at the date that it was on. I think it was the 18th. I might have already recorded the episode, that last episode. So maybe just landed on a weird one. But anyway, uh, we have another message from Grant as well. And let's go ahead and... Uh... Hey, it's Grant from Chicago. Hey! Um, just, uh, Coming back for the, I know where that uh, that Popeyes reference is from. It's got to be from Trailer Boys. Certainly, you'd want to enjoy that Popeyes with some jalapeno chips. Um, I also wanted to point out that uh, although Jim Thorpe did win those gold medals, he was stripped of them. So, playing a little bit of Devil's uh, Advil Patrick, and uh, <laughs> that might kinda put a little damper on the inspiration from that poster or what have you. But anyhow, keep up the good work. Look forward to next week's episode. All right, bye. Clever, clever man, you Grant. He called it Devil's 
Adva Patrick. I'm going to fucking just start calling him that because that is exactly what that bastard does. Now, he the reference uh, last year, I kept saying Popeye's chicken is freaking awesome, which is if he, uh, uh, Grant, you said it was, it had to be from Trailer Park Boys. I think it got muddled a little bit there, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what you were saying is from Trailer Park Boys. Now, when I say Popeye's chicken is freaking awesome, that, my friend, is actually from Little Nicky. Not to say that it's not also from Trailer Park Boys. They, I'm sure, I, I don't know. I've seen most of the show. I think I've seen up through season six. So anything after that, if they have that little, uh, that, that, bit after it now with the all dressed or the jalapeno chips now uh so i'm not saying that it's not from trailer park boys but it was specifically a line that uh adam sandler as little nicky says in the movie little nicky popeye's chicken is freaking it's what he feeds him when he's trying to make him like uh teach him how to eat you just got you chew and you let it slide down your throat um Great movie, but also thank you so much, Grant, for calling in and being a part of the show because that's what it's fucking about. That's literally like the best part of the show is we put this content out there and then to have people respond to it with their thoughts and and, and stuff. Devil's Devil's Advocate, Patrick. I'm fucking scarce because that is exactly what he does. And um, let's see what else did he comment on? And oh, Jim Thorpe got his medal stripped of him. But why? Why did Jim Thorpe get his medal stripped? Was it because he was Native American? Was it because he was juicing? I don't know. I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to look up the story because I know that he was like uh, an amazing... He won all those medals in the, the Olympics. And he also played football and American football and, and, and um, also played baseball and all these things. This guy was an athletic specimen of his time. And I know the thing that ultimately defeated him was... Uh, the same thing that ultimately defeats a lot of uh, Native Americans, and that's alcoholism. Um, just a very unfortunate kind of, excuse me, thing. But he, um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. I don't. I, I didn't know that he lost them, and so I can't tell you why he did lose them. But I got a feeling it is something kind of fucked up like that. Something like, well, we just made it illegal for Native Americans to compete, so you didn't really. <laughs> anyway, guys. You can also email into the show, roadsodamail at gmail.com. If you have uh, maybe a link to an article you'd like us to read or a video you'd like us to play and watch and talk about, anything, you can do that, roadsodamail at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, and we love that you're listening to the show, and we hope that you continue to listen. And now to the rest of our show. But first, another word from our sponsors. Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon, the Panhandler's premium beverage. You've been standing on the corner holding a cardboard sign all day. Finally, someone throws a couple of dimes at you. It doesn't matter that it was high schoolers who just needed something to hit you with because now you can take that break you deserve and get yourself some Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. But my, I've been I've been standing on the side all day and the caterpillar is moving and I, I, I don't know at the elementary spot and you can tell because Gene Shalit doesn't play bingo anymore. That's why I drink Billy Bums. We put it on the bottom shelf because that's where it goes. Billy Bums bottom shelf bourbon. It's the cheapest. <laughs> Baby, why don't you know? <coughs> yeah, you get the idea. Oh, shit. This is the section where it, uh, is also called the news, where I bring to you, uh, you know, news, news, new stuff that happened. It um, hasn't happened. It did happen. And now I'm telling you about it. And uh, this is the I give I give my own personal titles to the articles because I, I I take the link and I put it somewhere else and then so I just have the the mumbo jumbo link stuff, but uh, I've got my now I, do I have a bum? 
Uh-oh. I'm not looking happy about this. One second, sir. I might have to... F I'm gonna leave this recording. I might have to fucking jump somebody. Oh, guys. So, real quick. I'm gonna leave this in, too. Um, now, I know that was a very long pause. Alright, let me make sure my doors are locked. So, I'm recording in my car, okay? I'm I'm in a parking lot. It's at night. Uh, it's about 8 o'clock at night. And I'm, I'm in my car uh, because I get, you know, if I'm doing these, these alone things, I want to be able to be louder and I want to be able to talk and project, but I'm in a parking lot. And I saw what can only be described as Bigfoot uh, just walk across this parking lot, probably about 10 feet from my car, and um, didn't even glance up at me, didn't even take a look, just just uh, sauntered, walked actually with a very, now he wasn't, he wasn't, he, would, he wasn't Bigfoot, he was wearing clothes, but he had very long hair, and um, he had the same posture and everything as Bigfoot, and he had the same gait, you know, how he was walking, and he was striding across, so uh, we almost made our own news article, but uh, if anything does happen, if, if somebody does approach the car, maybe a police officer wants to ask what I'm doing, I'm going to let this motherfucker roll, baby, but uh, just letting you know, yeah, we're in, we're uh, recording from the car today, baby. So anyway, this is the first article that says, I, I put my, my own little title, it says, this is going to cause problems. <laughs> Well, what's going to cause problems? Here we go. Ready? This comes to us from Fox 35 Orlando. Thank you, Fox 35 Orlando. TSA says it's okay to pack a whole cooked turkey in your carry-on luggage. An entire, not raw, very specific, an entire cooked turkey. Oh, yeah, this is after Thanksgiving. Uh, I must have pulled this article from before Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thanks to giving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope everyone had a beautiful holiday. I hope everyone uh, ate lots of festival food and enjoyed the best fucking holiday. Let me just tell you something. They, it should be illegal to work on, on, on Thanksgiving. It should be. It should be fucking illegal. I know, and if you forget something, and oh, but we have to go buy fucking whatever from, from Walmart because we forgot it. Oh, fuck you. You live without it. Nobody should fucking work and I've been one of those people where I've like, we kind of need ice cream. And I go and I fucking have to buy ice cream from these sorry motherfuckers at a Winn-Dixie's. Everybody. I don't care if you're Jehovah Witness. I don't care if you, well, I don't celebrate things. No, it's fucking Thanksgiving. Who, fuck, it should be, uh. All right, guys. Also, for those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving and you need to fly somewhere, you can cook the whole fucking turkey and just shove it in. As long as the turkey's not in a water bottle. As long as your entire cooked turkey's not crammed into a water bottle. You can totally bring it on the airplane. Nobody gives a fuck. Do you know how many explosives I can shove into a turkey? A whole lot more than I could put in a fucking water bottle. I don't know. I could probably shove about 30 water bottles into... They don't even give you a size limit on the fucking turkey. And you just carry on. No, not under the under the fucking... Could you imagine? Isn't it the worst when a guy sits down next to you on the fucking plane and he whips out Indian food? Imagine you had a hire an entire cooked, cooked, cooked turkey. An entire, not a frozen, hey, I'm going to cook it when I get there. Now I cooked this shit in fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, and now I'm flying it to fucking Des Moines. They don't got an oven there. Man. The trans Let's see what the article actually says. The Transportation Security Administration, is that what that stands for? Has a handy tip for Thanksgiving chefs traveling via air this holiday. Bring the turkey aboard. They're telling people to, go ahead, bring it on board. Bring the whole fucking turkey. Put, your, put it next to your socks, between your socks and your fucking sweatshirt. Put it in your backpack on top of your laptop. However you got to get it in the fucking brick. Everybody bring. That's not going to be a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass watching 
Uh, fucking everybody already shoved their their backpacks down, their backpacks up here and their laptop bags down here. Where are you going to fucking book the turkey? This is insane. There's people. Now there's three hood rats walking this way. I could take all three of them. I'm a very large person. Who are we kidding? We know you're all you always travel with extra room in your carry-on. I'd kill these kids. I think they're all Asian. Nah, just one of them. They look like nice people. I'm not making fun of them. If I really had to go crazy, I keep. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it in here, and um, just in case. So if you guys do hear me get pulled out of my car and start getting stabbed, you can. Um, you know, it'll 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 at least be recorded. Anyway, they say, who are we kidding? We, we know you always travel with an extra room in your carry-on just in case you need to transport Thanksgiving Peace Day Resistance. The TSA said on its what? So fear not, the cooked avian creature can tag along in your carry-on. What? What about side dishes? Your stuffing, mashed potatoes, your mac and cheese, green bean casserole, and candied yams are fine and dandy to pack in your carry-on. What if my stuffing's explosive? I eat glycerin stuffing, sir. That's what I eat on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Anyway, next news article. I didn't put a title for it. It's just a bunch of dots. Let's see what it says here. British robbery suspect apparently tried to use a pair of glasses to trick police. This is fucking ridiculous. A robbery suspect in England thought he could evade authorities with a new look, a pair of glasses. David Springthorpe, 30, was wanted for allegedly shoplifting and violating a court order when he recently came into contact with a police officer in South Normanton. A short case ensued and was detained, authorities said. uh, Springthorpe, what a fucking name, huh? A white man with blue eyes, brown hair, wide ears. Yeah, that doesn't even begin to explain this. This guy's got one fucking normal ear, and 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 then one ear that looks like a catcher's mitt. Catcher's mitt that looks like it's it's about to catch fucking anything thrown at it. One ear it's normal down on the side of his head, and the other one, and he thinks the fucking glasses are the most notable thing on his goddamn face. Who I've never seen anybody with fucking ears like that with one ear plastered down to his fucking re- normal, you know, and then the other one just out there waving at traffic is the, is the other, is the other one. And he thinks a pair of glasses, not going to disguise that ear. They did say that, huh? Wow. Leave it to the Brits. They don't give a fuck. They'll tear you down. They don't give a shit. Anyway, tried to disguise himself by wearing a pair of black rim glasses that Alfreton police, well, fuck that, wrote, a, wrote on Facebook, was not quite cunning enough to outsmart the team. A pair of glasses won't disguise that ear. <laughs> when you put a little pair of glasses on the ear, <laughs> you just put a little pair of glasses right there on the ear. How about that, huh? Anyway, you'd think he would have kept an ear out. Wow, they're just tearing on his fucking ear, man. Now I feel bad because it's low-hanging fruit. I liked how uh, I read in the comments on this one. Somebody said, uh, it worked for Superman. Man, he looks, I don't know. I guess everyone likes to shoplift a little bit, right? Cheerful and uncanny, LOL. That's what this one says. Here we go. Cheerful and uncanny. Tennessee woman, 71, accused of stabbing husband is cheerful and unfazed, investigators say. I don't know about cheerful. I'm looking at a picture of her. She looks like Droopy Dog with a with teased out white hair. Exactly like Droopy Dog. Well, I stabbed my husband. That's that's what we're talking about. Authorities in Tennessee have arrested an elderly woman who allegedly stabbed her husband. Allegedly. I love that. I will never get over the allegedly and how they have to cover themselves up they can never say she stabbed her we watched her they could watch the guy that wrote the article could watch her stab the husband and she can turn him and look him in the eyes and go i'm stabbing my husband and he would still have to write allegedly i love it and as he napped in his recliner i love it no he tripped and he felt he was taking a nap 
And you know how he takes those violent walkabout naps and he tripped and he fell on his knife? Allegedly. <laughs> Pecola Duncan. What a name, Pecola. What a name, Pecola. That's my uh, Jiminy Glick impression. You know, Martin Short. Jiminy Glick. Pecola. Pecola. What is that? British Pecola. Duncan, 71, appeared to be in a cheerful and unfazed mood when authorities found her after the stabbing of Harold, Harold Duncan, Harold, Harold Duncan, 66 on Friday, according to an Anderson County, according to him, it's always got to be according to and allegedly, until the jury goes... Without a shadow of a doubt, she stabbed that motherfucker, even though she said it. It, it said that they got there, and she was like, well, I did stab him. It's because he, he um, and she wanted him to die. She was really happy about it, too. She said, just before she was led to jail, she asked authorities if her husband died. Before giving them a moment to respond, she added, I hope he did. <laughs> Allegedly! I love that shit. I love it. Anyway, one more, guys. One last news article for the news. One last news article for the news. And this one, I said, the old lady keeping it, these old ladies keeping it real. I guess it has to do with another old lady. Here we go. He picked the wrong house. Bodybuilder, 82, sends home intruder to hospital. Fuck. Yes, this came to us from uh, ABC7, WWSB, My Sun Coast. Rochester, New York, an 82-year-old bodybuilder who can deadlift 225. Let's just stop right there. She is 82 and deadlifts 225. I can't deadlift 220. Now, I can. I've got the musculature to deadlift 225, and I could totally bend over and and pick up 225 right now. But I would not walk properly for a week. My lower back without... So this lady is deadlifting 225, and not only just because I don't really deadlift now. I am a big deadlift fan, but... Just because of my own personal reasons uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, my own qualms with deadlifting. It's a very dangerous lift. Especially be doing at 82. 82 is probably not the best age to be deadlifting. Especially 225. Now, they do say uh, muscle density is one of the first or one of the best markers of, like, longevity or... or it's... it's, it's um, you want a lot of muscle mass if you want to live long. That's what they what the, that's what they say. Two twenty five. I, I just say this again. I could not right now at this moment if somebody said deadlift two twenty five. I could. I guess I technically could get it off the ground and stand up, but would I be able to like walk ten minutes later? Would I be able to beat up a home intruder after setting it down? No, no, I would not. And that's coming to you from a twenty eight year old. Um, now used common household objects to fight off so she yeah who can deadlift 225 used common household objects to fight off man she says broke into her new york home like what a knife and uh, i i hope it was a not a knife but i do hope it was a rolling pin and a uh a, a frying pan that's what i hope it was willie murphy that's her name 82 says a man knocked on the door to her home late Thursday night, claiming he was sick and needed an ambulance. She called police, but didn't let him in. Suddenly, Murphy heard a loud noise. I'm saying to myself, what the heck is that? The young man is in my home, broke the door, she said. But what the suspects likely didn't realize is Murphy is an award-winning bodybuilder. I wouldn't say she's a bodybuilder. She was probably a bodybuilder maybe back in the day, but now this bitch a power lifter. That's a difference. So so shame on you, uh, news outlet that originally, so WHAM, CNN, uh, Wham from Rochester, New York. Shame on you because uh, she's a power lifter, not a bodybuilder. It's a very big difference. 
who works out at the YMCA almost every day. She grabbed a nearby table. Holy shit. She went WW, come here, brother, WWE on this motherfucker, skipped the chair, grabbed a table. I'm alone and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. I took that table and I went to working on him. And guess what? The table broke. <laughs> this is a direct quote. I love her. Once the man was injured, Murphy says she poured shampoo on his face and hit him with a broom. <laughs> she went she got shampoo. She had to take that motherfucker, put it in your eyes. It stings, don't it? Yeah. And she smacked him with a broom like a dirty spider. You motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Wow. I did not read this article. I saw I saw the headline. I said, well, that's all I need. <laughs> when he's when oh, sorry, when he's down, I'm jumping on him, she said. He picked the wrong house to break into. You bet he did. Your house and the other one was that the bitch is stabbing people in her sleep. When officers arrived minutes later, it wasn't Murphy who needed medical attention. He's laying down already because I had really did a number on that man. The suspect, who police says was intoxicated, was taken to the hospital. Murphy is not pressing charges. Jim Warren has been friends. Wow. Willie Murphy. You will forever. Willie Murphy, baby. This podcast episode goes out to Willie Murphy. You are a, 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 an idol to all of us. Not an idol. You are a, um, a role model. You're a role model to everyone. Guys, if there's anybody you should be like, Willie Murphy! Hell yeah. Thank you, Willie. Welcome to Brain Drain, the latest innovation in memory storing. Last year, our leading mind scientist made a breakthrough in brain recording. This new cutting-edge mind technology allows us to pull every precious memory from your mind and store it for all to enjoy when you are finally dead. Come to our state-of-the-art facility and sign up for the marginally invasive procedure, lasting no longer than the time it takes you to read your favorite Stephen King novel. Have peace of mind knowing the story of how you saved Bobby using the Heimlich at Thanksgiving in 1988 will be told every year and not forgotten with the rest of you. Your family will spend hours pouring over the easy to store and share 500 tape VHS box set containing every last experience from your whole life. Visit our Toledo storefront located in the strip mall with Super Weed Mart. Brain drain is not responsible for any information discovered by a loved one that may be unsavory. Your husband cheated on you with Mary, not us. Side effect may include feeling as if your true soul was trapped on 40,000 feet of magnetic tape. We are not liable for any other side effects yet unknown. Brain Drain, a Popco brand. It's Craigslist, 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 C-R-A-I-G-L-I-S-T. Craigslist. This Craigslist segment brought to you by Craig. I don't know who Craig is. That's what I want to do. I want to look up an entire... I want to look up the history of Craigslist. Who is Craig? And why did he like Liz so much? This is the Craigslist segment. Still, we've got more of the psychic readings. Craigslist ad is very, the Craigslist segment is very simple. We post on Craigslist. We just want people to call. We have different prompts, different things that are out there for people to call and leave messages for us to listen to. And the most recent recent one is, you know, I read it at the, the top of every Craigslist uh, Craigslist segment, segment. Jeez, I don't know why I got this stuff. He knows. I read this at the top of every Craigslist segment. This one is free psychic reading. Is the, the prompt that I'll be giving to you this evening. I have recently discovered after a near fatal car accident that I have unusual psychic abilities. I do not feel comfortable accepting monetary compensation for this gift, but need to share it. Please call this number, 706-200-1213, and leave a voicemail with a question you would like to answer. 
would you like me to answer with your with my gift? Please, no texts. I need to hear your voice for my gift to work. So, that's how you do it. That's a good prompt because that makes, that makes people call. You can't just send a text message and say, we've had some pretty fun stuff. Uh, some pretty, pe- you know, people with who are being, being very earnest. Um, there was some guy who wanted to know if he could tell the two girls that he was dating that he's got a foot fetish. Uh, fuck it, tell him. That was my answer. Uh, but I'll be playing the psychic today. I am the psychic. So let's, let's see what we have here, folks. Here we go. As soon as it loads, here we go. Hi, um, this message is, um, I don't know if it's touching. It doesn't say your name off, but I saw your post on Craigslist, and I first want to say I'm sorry about your near-fatal car accident. Um, and then I was also calling because I have a situation with a man, um, named Wayne that I've been talking to, and my name is Nicole. And um, we've just been like fighting like really bad and it's been very stressful um, and I've been very like upset and we used to get along like for years and we got along and he was very sweet to me and everything for years and then he just started getting mean and meaner and he just doesn't care about anything and like I feel like I don't even know him um, and I just want to know kind of like what you're picking up and what's going on, if it's going to improve, or what what in the world, why he's disrespecting me so bad. But if you could call me back at 314-379. All right, well, we're not going to, don't worry, don't worry, honey. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. We're not going to call you back. Nicole, Wayne's possessed. I, I can't. <laughs> I want to do a Miss Cleo so bad. Is he incarcerated? Nicole, honey. He's possessed, honey. That's what that's what's going on with Wayne. Awful, 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 awful accent. So that was Nicole. She was calling in. She's got this thing. She she's been together with Wayne for many years. And then all of a sudden, and Wayne was very nice, but all of a sudden now he's disrespecting her. The only answer I have for you is that he's got a demon inside of him and be careful because you might get one inside of you too that is the only plausible explanation because i know as a psychic that's how shit works people don't just change after many years it couldn't it's not like he would be cheating or the or or he found out that you cheated or you found out that he kissed you that he found out that you kissed your ex-boyfriend at that one party that it's not it would never be anything like that Never. Why would it be so? No. Nicole, look inside yourself, darling. Wayne's got a Beelzebub inside his heart. That's the Irish Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo for you. And if you if you don't be careful, he's going to be soon incarcerated, and so are you. So be careful, honey. Sit down. You ever tried talking to Wayne? Ask him. When did you get the demon inside of you? What, how, how, at what point did you let the demons in? Could you tell me? I don't know. Well, we'll see. That is my, uh, now that is, that is the, the psychic reading that I've given for Nicole. And, uh, we've got two more tonight. We've got two more this, this evening. Now, just like that, in a, in a quick flash, you may have noticed that a slight hum disappeared. And that's because, uh, again, I am inside my car, uh, my car vehicle, and I had it on, but I had the AC off. Uh, and that way, between between recording, I could just turn the AC on, and I didn't have to turn the whole car on and off. But I, I noticed after recording, I, can, I can't go back and re-record that. I can't, I don't do second takes. Okay? You feel me? I'm not going to say all the best shit the first time and then go back and say it again. So that that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And and you you heard my prediction with Nicole and Wayne and and you heard how I said all that stuff. So I turned the car off. Okay. Ooh. But now here's the next one. Let's get her fired up. Let's get her going here. All right. Next caller. Hi, my name is Tara, and I was hoping to just start 
a quick question. There's someone um, by the name of Andrew. Um, we haven't connected yet. I think we like each other. I was just wondering if there's hope for uh, me and Andrew in the future. Um, my phone number is eight. You and Andrew in the future. And what was your name? What was her name again? Let's see. What what was her name? I forgot. I for, I'm, I got to play it again. Hi, my name is Tara, and I was hoping... Cara? Did anybody hear that? Was it was it Tara Carla? Cara. Let's let's hear it one more time. What? Hi, my name is Tara, and I was hoping... Taro? I think it was Taro. Anyway, Taro, look, Andrew, I'm sorry to say... He's got a demon in him, honey. Honey, he's filled up all the way to the top, like a like a cup filled with water, all the way to the brim with nothing but demons. He's possessed, honey. He's possessed, darling. You're going to get far, far away from Andrew because he's possessed, baby doll. And you don't want nothing to do. If you haven't connected yet, you're not going to connect because he's filled with demons. And I guess it's just going to be an Irish thing that I'm doing. Uh, kind of Irish. Uh, I could, I think I could really throw on an Irish if I just took a couple seconds to listen. It's the goddamn Miss Cleo thing that I'm really, and I'm keep harping on it, and I'm, I'm not gonna do anything to fix it. I'm just gonna keep going. But that's what you heard me. If he hasn't talked to you yet, because why? Why would it be anything like maybe he's a little intimidated? by you because of the today's climate and speaking to him. He's a nice guy. Why would it be anything like him being a nice guy and being intimidated by today's climate and maybe a little bit afraid to talk to women because, you know, you never know what could happen, especially in a place like New York City where it's the most pervasive of the the, the construction workers catcalling the women. And so now it's just like a thing, like you can't really approach him. It's not, he's filled with demons, honey. And I'm telling you, that's the answer. You don't want Andrew. He's filled with demons, darling. Now that off to the next. Uh, find somebody else. Now if he's now if he went by Drew, that's a little different. That's a little different. If he went by Drew, now you know. Then then I'd say uh, give it a couple of days, and uh, you know you, you might see what happens. All right. So there's whoa. We've got one more. Actually, I just double checked. I had to take another pause. This, if anything, this is giving you guys a lot of insight into how this show is operated and built. Uh, but the last call, I started playing it. I had to go back and erase everything. It's not for this section. Um, it's for the, a different section. So if anything, if you guys are listening and you're paying attention, now you can see in what order the show is recorded. And, um, you know, you see, this is how they do it in the in pod business. This is how it happens in pod business where you got to, you do things out of order because it's better to do it that way most of the time. Anyway, uh, so the last call was for, uh, actually for the intro, um, somebody calling in. Guys, if you call into the show and leave a message, we play it. It's that simple. So you would have heard it. It's Grant because by the time you get to this part, you would have already heard it because we play that shit in the intro. So I can say it now. It was Grant and, um... Yeah, so, you know, that's that's who it was. But anyway, next week on the Craigslist, do you guys have any suggestions for uh, prompts, as I like to call them, to put onto Craigslist? Uh, you give me where what the prompt do you think it should be and where, because I can post anywhere. I can post it in uh, Greenville, Wyoming, if I really wanted to, if I wanted to post to all of three people. Um, to, so that all three people in Greenville, Wyoming can see it, or Green River, I should say, Green River, Wyoming. Now, uh, yeah, so whatever you want, um, we, we can, uh, that, that'd be a lot of fun. You can give me prompts or you can just keep listening to the show and that'll be, uh, that's cool too. Uh, but always you can call in and say hi at 706-200-1213. Boom! This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Crest Taint Whitening Strips. The top taint scientists got together and the results are sparkling. Crest Taint Whitening Strips. For a taint so bright white, you'll need an eye mask for your asshole. I've heard all the same promises. 10% whiter, 20% less burning. Big business is constantly lying its way onto my taint. 
Sometimes my taint is arguably brighter, but then the burning increases. Or when they come out with a product that doesn't burn quite as much, I don't get compliments on my taint. What will make these strips any different? Those assholes at Colgate don't know their taints from their teeth. Our guys called their lab and they are using the exact same strips at both ends. Teeth strips on your taint? What are you, an idiot? Crest Taint Whitening Strips. For a white so bright, your balls will call your asshole to shut the hall light off. A Popco brand. Millennial Book Club. Millennial Book Club. Magic breadcrumbs. This is the Magic Breadcrumbs segment, a segment about crumbs that is magical. Magical breadcrumbs. Uh, you, you leave them on the floor, you leave them wherever you're going, you can, you can get back to where you're from. Always. With magical breadcrumbs. It, they're, they're, what makes them magic is that birds can't eat them. When they eat them, their stomachs turn into uh, powdered donuts. Or the whole bird turns into a powdered donut, really. It's a lot of scientific bumbo jumbo. You, I can't really get into it, guys. This is the Millennial Book Club segment where we're just fucking watching Netflix. Nobody's watching. Nobody's nobody's reading books really anymore. It's just people, you know, watching stuff. But we only watch Netflix originals, and this Netflix original that we were set to watch is Dolomite is my name. And I really, I really liked this movie. It was a movie. Um, and if you want to write in with your own reviews, uh, we can read your reviews here on the show. You can write into roadsodamail at gmail.com. You can even call in your review to uh, 706-200-1213. Again, that's 706 200 one two one three and leave a voicemail about you know whatever millennial book club thing even if it was one we watched years ago not years ago i mean we haven't been doing this shit for years but even if it was one from months ago and you want to talk about it now go ahead and send your review and we'll talk about it you can even suggest give a suggestion for the millennial book club all the only criteria is that it has to be an original, a Netflix original, specifically Netflix original. So this movie, Dolomite is my name and fucking shit up is my game is, I, I really, really like this movie. Uh, the story of performer Rudy Ray Moore, who assumed the role of an iconic pimp named Dolomite during the 1970s. The most that is that is all it is. That is what it is, right? So it's a character. Rudy Ray Moore is a real guy, an actor, kind of a performer, an older performer at the time of the 70s. And he was uh, portrayed to be kind of stuck in this vaudeville era and, and where performance was more pointed towards like, you know, you just have a stand-up comedy show show or you just have a... Um, a guy up on stage playing the piano or something, instead of a guy that comes up and he sings and he dances and he tells jokes and he does the whole nine yards. Um, Craig Brewer, what did he direct besides this movie? Craig Brewer is the director, and um, let's see what he... He's also Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, Footloose, Coming to America... Oh, he's the director of Coming to America too. Tarzan... The Poor and Hungry. Wow, this guy's got a, quite the fucking sheet here. Oh. Anyway, I loved this fucking movie. I mean, I don't know if I've said it already a couple different times. This was a very good movie all the way around. And it's based on a true story. So Rudy Ray Moore was a real guy back in the 70s. And so the movie... and. I'm, um, my white suburban millennial is coming out when I tell you I have no, I have seen and heard of and experienced much, much art 
that has been inspired by Dolomite and by the character and by the movie that this guy created. And I can tell, I can easily, I can tell just by watching this, this movie and, and hearing this story and be like, oh, and this is where it all started from. Like you can immediately draw the lines all back to this. Like this is clearly where so many uh, rappers and comedians and other movies have all been inspired by this, by this thing. And it's really, so the guy, Rudy Ray Moore, like I, like I was saying, he's, you know, uh, um, and, and this is all from the movie. I'm just giving you a, a, the synopsis of the movie. He's consumed with this vaudeville kind of thing, but he and he moved out from Arkansas, which I assume is a real, uh, real thing. He was one of like eight kids in Arkansas and uh, moved out to L.A. To, ma- to make something of himself. And he's been out there for many years, and he hasn't really done much. Like he performs here and there, but he's working at a record store, and um, for the most part, he just kind of got comfortable, and he's not. Uh, you know, he's not doing his thing. He's not, he's not as big as he wanted to, to become. So, but you can, you can tell the fire might have been, you know, may have dwindled a little bit, but it's still burning. It's still burning. The fire's still burning and he puts a little gasoline on it and how the, and how the, the movie goes is there is a bum, which this, I think is a, a real part, but, uh, the, this, this, um, I don't know if it was a bum in the, in real life but in the movie it was you know a homeless man who came into the record store asking for some change and he was doing all this rhyming uh you know dolomite is my name and fucking shit up is my game and he just kept doing this you know that's the only line i can really remember but there was a lot more to it and rudy gets this idea you know what what if i just write all this down i create this i take this this shit that this guy's doing and I turn it into a persona and bring it on stage. And, uh, and he did, he went and he met up with this, this homeless man and he recorded all his stuff and he wrote it all down. And it's funny because in the movie you feel like there's going to be a confrontation of that because it almost, it's, it's really, really strange. And it, uh, uh, the whole time you're expecting him to make it all the way up to the very top, like, oh, he's he's super famous, and then the bum comes back, and he's like, yo, man, you ripped off all my shit, but it never happens. Never once do you ever, once he gets the stuff from the bum, he's just off to the races. He's, it just shows you, it literally, where I, I know in so many other movies, like, if this was a made-up story, that would have been a confrontation down the road. That would have been an obstacle to overcome down the road in the movie, but it just wasn't in this one. And because it, I guess it never was, I guess the, the homeless guy never found out, or maybe he didn't, he didn't really give a shit. Um, but you never see that, that interaction that never happens. And he later, it's, I don't know, man, it's, I, what, what happened when I watched it was I became very inspired, not to steal from people, but because he was so, in inspiring in in his uh, uh, Rudy was so inspiring in his I'm just gonna do this shit like so he becomes very very popular on stage with this persona and then um, he he's he starts you know putting on these shows and bringing it around the country and then uh, this he 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 makes his own record he went into a record store to be like he not into a record store but he went to a label and they rejected his label they're like we we can't make this stuff it's too vulgar it's it's way too much so he's like fuck it i'm just going to make this on my own he borrows money from his aunt and he makes these these records on his own and then he's selling them out of the back of his car and uh, finally there's a record label that fin- that sees like holy shit this guy is you know he's doing some shit He's fucking hilarious, and and we can capitalize on this. So they buy his records, they start producing them all over the country, and um, everything's going really, really well. He's touring, he's going to all these different places, all and and uh, doing his shtick. And eventually, he gets this idea. That he's like, you know, if I really, really want to be popular, I need to make a movie, and that's where Dolomite, the movie. Uh, comes from and now Dolomite is a real movie and what and, and and him and all his friends they get together and it's a fucking great cast of characters like the the characters in this movie are you know obviously Eddie Murphy is playing uh, Rudy Ray Moore and you've got Wesley Snipes playing uh, Durville Martin 
which I believe was an actual famous person, but Wesley Snipes killed it as this uh, in this role. I've never seen him in a role like that. I only remember Wesley Snipes, and he played was he in Blade? <laughs> was Wesley Snipes in Blade? Man, boy, am I gonna feel bad if if Wesley Snipes was not in the movie Blade. But of course he was, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you know Wesley Snipes was his character was was that of like an actual actor, and Rudy runs into him at a nightclub when he's trying to get his movie together, and uh, I love Rudy's ability to just walk up. It's very uh, uh, char. Um, it's very Eddie Murphy-ish and, and, you know, very Eddie Murphy style just to be able to, like, talk his way, like, be confronted and be able to talk his way through it, the confrontation and everything. And, and it's, you know, he sits down at the table with this other actor and he's trying to get him to be a part of the movie. He's like, man, why the fuck would I want to be a part of your movie uh, when you're nothing? Like, you're just, a, you know, you're a nobody. And he's like, how about if you direct it? And he's like, all right, well, let me direct it. So he was directed it and he was also in the movie with the, with the other people or with, uh, he played his, I guess his, his, it's like his arch nemesis, uh, in, in the, in what he made, the movie that he actually made, the Dolomite movie in real life, and also in, in, in the Netflix film that we watched, um, is like this first of its kind, like slap, not really slap, slapstick, they call it black exploitation, which is, um, I don't know, it, it, uh, uh, but it's like this really just sort of cheesy over the top. It's almost like Evil Dead or something like that. Like you watch it and you want it to be over the top. You want it to be ridiculous. It's, it knows that it's not being serious, but it still is pretty cool. And it becomes extremely fucking quotable and it's just entertaining. Like shit's blowing up, but things are also funny and, and, um, it's so funny. Like you got this guy who's like a little overage and he's like doing karate and shit for, uh, uh, um, you know, for the movie. And it's, it's awesome. At the end of the film, at the end of, uh, uh the Netflix movie, they show the scenes that they shot the, uh, uh, like the scenes they shot for the Netflix movie. And then the actual sheen scenes that they were mimicking. And it's just a, God, it's a really fun movie. Uh, I didn't expect, I didn't expect to watch the entire thing. I sat down. I was like, oh, I'll just throw it on to see how, how it goes. But fucking awesome movie for Eddie Murphy to jump back in to do. Like, fucking awesome dude. Awesome guy, man. Fuck yeah, Eddie Murphy, for, for jumping back in. And that's the movie you jump back in with. Because, I mean, what's the last fucking movie that Eddie Murphy did? Am I right? Here, let's, let's look it up. What is the last movie Eddie Murphy did? It just disappeared for so long. Like, went into hiding. And we got to go to his IMDb page. It's the only way to do it. They have all the... It's the Internet Movie Database. It'll have... What's that? I want to see all filmography. Now, nah, continue. Actor. No way. Mr. Mister Church in 2016. Beverly TV Movie? Beverly Hills Cop in 2013, Shrek, yeah, dude, he's just been off, Tower Heist, Shrek, Yule Log, Donkey Christmas, yeah, dude, he's been all tied up in that shit, that's the thing, he's got that Shrek money, so he just didn't have to, you know, but Dolomite, Mr. Church, that must have been like a, in 2014, so he hasn't done one for three years, Mr. Church. Mr. Church tells the story of a unique friendship that develops when a little girl and her dying mother return to services of a talented cook, Henry Joseph Church. What begins as a six-month arrangement instead spans into 15 years and creates a family bond that lasts forever. Well, that's fucking cool. I wonder if it's based on a true story. Anyway, I'm going to put Dolomite is my name up there as fucking go watch that shit right now. Turn it on. Must watch Dolomite is my name. It's extremely inspiring. It's extremely inspiring for just about you know anybody creating something. If you if you want to, um, like there's a way to do it. This guy, first of all, this guy made his way in the 70s. In the 70s, do you know how many times I think about 
how like if I wanted to like shoot a movie, I just pull the fucking phone out in my pocket and I start recording. Dude, this guy had to go like hire people and and he had to call people and if they weren't there, they couldn't answer and he couldn't leave a message. There wasn't even an answering machine. He just had to call and they had to hear the phone ringing and then answer to like schedule people to get people together to do something like every fucking obstacle that that is is not and seemingly not in our way today that could have stopped him from making something and yet he still fucking did it and then there's and then there's still people today making the excuses x y fucking z do fuck your x fuck your y and double fuck your z because people that did like got up and diy'd in the fucking 70s 80s and 90s the that's what's fucking up that is what is up right there because they didn't have this instant like I can't just text somebody and it immediately goes into their no you just have to like bump into people on the fucking street and say can you meet me here at this time and if they don't show up you just fucking wonder where they are are they dead are they at home because they don't want to be here that's where they fucking are that's all you get that's all you fucking get back then it was like if you there's no personal handheld video camera you can't just walk you know go to fucking sam's club and buy yourself a little little you know handheld thing or pull your fucking phone out super hd 60 frames a fucking second no this guy i mean he had steps like he he borrowed a little bit of money from his aunt that's what it says in the movie i don't know if it's fucking real so don't hold me on that one but he borrows a little money from his aunt and he goes out and he fucking prints his own cds He's, if you've got the gumption, if you've got a good product, there's a fucking way to make it, and it's easier than it's ever fucking been. And look at Rudy Ray Moore. Apparently, in, in actual real life, the Dolomite movie that he fucking made ended up making like $10 million, which is, for for the amount of money it cost, I think in the movie they say it made like, it took like maybe 70000 uh, 70, to make it, which I don't know what that equates to due to inflation or how much that comes out to be today. I can easily say it's 70,000 is what? Three mil, 10 mil being, I don't fucking know, 20, 30 million. That's a lot of fucking dough, bro. And then they used it and he just made more fucking movies. All the same campy shit. People came out in droves to watch it. They laughed. They loved it because he had, he had good, just good shit. And he, and he, ah, it, it just, it really inspired me. I'm very happy I watched it. I think you guys should watch it too. Dolomite is my name now for the next week. And you can also send your thoughts into roadsodamail at gmail.com. Again, roadsodamail at gmail.com. What did you think of Dolomite is my name? Did you think it was as good as I thought it was? Because I thought it was fucking fantastic. Or you can call and leave a message about what you thought as well. And that's 706-200-1213. 706-200-1213. My mama always told me to give the number twice if you want somebody to call back. Give the number twice. So, next week. What are we watching Next week. What's funny is this was actually supposed to be watched two weeks ago, but there was a, a, a right kerfuffle that happened. A right old kerfuffle that happened a couple weeks ago where an entire Millennial Book Club segment just got saved over. And uh, we were actually going to watch it, but then Dolomite came out, and I watched Dolomite and uh, announced Dolomite instead when I redid the segment. Very happy that that happened because... Um, I'm very happy with Dolomite is my name, but now we're going to watch Living With Yourself, starring Paul Rudd and directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris of Little Miss Sunshine fame. This comedic series has echoes of Charlie Kaufman. It's so weird to, to give a synopsis of your movie, but not say anything about it. Just say what the other people have done and what it seems like. It's like, uh, Dolomite is my name, directed by, shit, what was that guy's name? <laughs> I will continue this bit. I will finish, finish this bit. Uh, Dolomite is my name, by director Craig Brewer. It's kind of like watching Black Dynamite. 
it's uh, it's nothing like watching Black Dynamite. I think Black Dynamite is like the movie that they made. So the Dolomite movie that that was actually made and that they make in the movie, uh, like that Dolomite movie, I think is like is what inspired Black Dynamite. Those kinds of movies, those like seventies kung fu black guy doing that kind of shit. Yeah, must watch, uh, guys. If you watch, if you do watch. Dolomite uh, is my name, or if you watch Living With uh, Yourself, you can send it, uh, you can send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com, or you can leave a message at 706-200-1213. We love to hear from you. And um, until next week with the Millennial Book Club. This episode is brought to you by Faux Diplome University. Faux Diplome University. Real degrees for real people. Guaranteed degrees. Guaranteed dignity. I'm Ted Kavinsky. I've been working at Walgreens for three years and I was passed over for a promotion twice. All because I didn't have a degree. Even though I was a better employee and more knowledgeable about the job. Then I found Faux Diplome. Now I choose who gets the promotions. Faux Diplome University has been creating stories like this for over a year. We pride ourselves on having the highest graduating percentage of any university. That's because at Faux Diplome, getting your degree is as easy as paying your tuition. Once the tuition is paid for your degree, it will arrive at your door in the amount of time it would typically take to earn that degree. Enroll in the AA program, and in two years, you will be a degree-carrying hot commodity in today's job market. And while you wait, you can keep your friends and family off of your back by telling them you are enrolled as a student, knowing you will be guaranteed their sweet adulation when your degree finally arrives. Faux Diplome University, giving people better jobs with a framed piece of paper. A Popco brand. Like a, like a whisper in the wind, like a bubble in a stream, like dust, like dust in the wind, like a, f- like a fart in a cave. The, 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 the whole thing, like a, f- oh, where did I hear that? Like a fart in traffic and no one's listening. Something like that. Anyway, I, I think that was from a TV show, but that's it, guys. It's time to bring down the levels a little bit, bring down the energy just a little bit. I hope you'd enjoyed that episode. They just, they go, you know? Before you know it, it's just another one. Just like that Monday or the, again, I don't know if you listen to it on a Tuesday. However you want to do it. It's your week. You do with it how you want. But thank you for listening. And what did you learn today? I'll tell you what I learned. I learned that a better name for Patrick is Devil Devil's Advo Patrick. And I also learned that um, Rudy Ray Moore is the shit. And that... Uh, Dolomite is my name is an awesome fucking movie and I also learned that you can be 82 years old and totally deadlift 225 long live Willie Murphy fuck yes what a what a lot of awesome Murphys on this episode a lot of awesome Murphys thank you guys so much for um, you know listening to the show again I say it all the time. If you want to call in and leave us a message, say hi and, and that kind of thing, you can do so at 706-200-1213. We love to hear from you. 706-200-1213. And leave a mail. Leave a voicemail. It's going to ring a couple times. It'll go to voicemail. Leave that voicemail and we will listen to it and put it on the show. Um, and you can do it for any one of the different sections. Like if you l- watch the Millennial Book Club segment this week, which is living with yourself uh starring paul rudd you can do so and uh, you know go ahead and listen to the show and uh, or sorry watch the show and then you can send your review to roadsodamail at gmail.com or call and 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 leave a voicemail about it at um you know 706 200 
and or you can just call and tell us what you learned from the episode any thoughts feelings maybe you want to get a psychic reading from patrick or something which patrick is away uh, up in canada i don't know if we tell you that but patrick uh is is dual citizenship up in canada and down here so he's always back and forth but uh, you know, Justin's around. We'll have Justin on the next episode and, and whoever else we can snag off the street to kind of get in here. We have a lot of interesting things on the horizon, as always. You know, every episode can't be the um, dolphin lover extraordinaire, but, um, you know, which I'm never going to live that down. But um, we'll, we'll get more on that. We'll, we'll always have more. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As we say every single week, Go to bed fucking early this week. Just go to bed early at 9 o'clock. Just try to, like, let's say you got to wake up at 8. Try to go to bed at 10. Get nine hours of sleep for two nights in a row and just tell me you don't feel like a million fucking bucks. There's a lot of research out there that says six, seven hours of sleep is too little and eight is right on the verge of being okay. More sleep, the better. The more sleep, the better people like yo man i'm always i don't sleep i got i got six jobs i don't get tired you know whatever if you sleep you do the jobs that you do have better you're more coherent you're quicker you you need the rest it's okay to rest the secret is rest